And welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Unsung Gamers Podcast. I'm your host, Rico, a.k.a. Phantom Recon, and today we actually have a full house, minus one. Or maybe we'll jump in later, but we'll see. But we're going to start it off by introducing Shadow Alchemist X, X a.k.a. Nandol. Hey, hey, hey. And returning, as always, is El Tacoma, a.k.a. Jermaine. Hey, hey, what's going on? And also coming back is Red Dragon. Man, we haven't seen this guy in a while. Say hi, man. How's, how's it going? How's it been? What's up, y'all? Chilling? Cool, cool. Well, you know, so we weren't able to record an episode last week, but we do have a good episode today. We're going to be talking about, obviously, Christmas for sure. Uh, but there are, you know, things that came out in the news and um, and then Fortnite. Um, so we're definitely going to jump, jump in straight to the the biggest one, or at least that I can that I know, is the the, the video game the the day before, and how I guess it became some type of scam or or it is a scam. Um, I'm, I'm sure you have heard of it. Uh, I don't know if you were able to, to look look more more into it, but just to give you I guess a summary of it, it was supposed to be this highly anticipated game that was like ranked like top three or maybe even top two on Steam. And people were talking about it. That was going to be um, this next really great uh, post-apocalyptic game. Had had that division feel to it. And people were looking at it, testing it out. And then, uh, and then when when it got released, it was only released for like six days. And then they shut down the whole company. Some people say they shut it, shut it down, and you know, basically took the money and, and ran. Um, so that's basically the the gist of it. But like, for, from what I saw, I've seen clips of people playing it, and it was like completely broken. Um, yeah, I saw this guy playing it, and like he came across like a giant, uh, almost like a Attack of Titan, like a polygon shape, a character. Um, there were, there were delays when they would kill a zombie in there. There was uh, server issues. I think I think I think there was only like a total of twenty servers. Some people waited like thirty minutes to an hour just to get into a game, and then once they got into the game, it took them another like ten, fifteen, maybe even twenty minutes to come across one zombie as they were exploring the city. I mean, there was all kinds of issues. I mean, I, what did y'all hear about it? Yeah, no, nah, I was, uh, who did I watch? I think it was Dr. Disrespect who was playing it. And, you know, he seemed to be enjoying it. But before him, you know, I, I know I text you guys about it. Because I was almost one of the ones that bought it. Because it looked interesting. But luckily I didn't buy it. And, like, literally the next day I heard all this stuff about how it's a, uh, it was a scam that, uh, Nobody. It was had all these bugs and glitches going on, and like the one you said, where like somebody was playing and they ran into somebody like ten times their size. Heck, there was a what was it? A YouTube short where one guy was running around and said two hours, and he only ran into one zombie. Man, dang, dang, it sucks. So from what I can get on the old internet web is a there's a quote from one of the the people at the studio. It says, uh, we invested all our efforts, resources, and man hours into the development of the day before, which was our first huge game. We really wanted to release new patches to reveal the full potential of the game, but unfortunately, we don't have the funding to continue the work. And uh, every, all the money that they've 
brought in were used to pay off all the debts that they collected making the game. Yeah, there's a, a whole lot more they didn't say during that little quote. I know there was videos of people who like looked into them and they were using some of the funding to try and sell a whole different app or something. And yeah, it is. It's they. Yeah, they. They did a pretty good job of like taking the money and running, because they screwed a lot of people over. Yeah, like um, well, I guess what as I was reading about it, that they're talking about this is like the Fire Festival of video games, and if you don't know what Fire Festival is, it was like this huge festival that that this guy had put together and announced, got got together with Job Rule, told everybody uh, about it, uh, promoted it in social media. Everybody come to my private island. It's gonna be a big like wood uh, wood wood fest, um, and and yeah, p- people came out there and it was nothing like what they were expecting. Like uh, they were ex- they're expected to be in luxury uh, places to live, food and and performances. And then in the end, when people got there, they're like, "What is this?" It was just a bunch of tents everywhere. The food was like salad and cheese. Uh, and then a lot, a lot of the performers canceled last minute, and it was just crazy. It was crazy. And now, like, we we come across this video game uh, where it kind of did the same thing. It got everybody's hopes up. Uh, and like I said, it was a highly anticipated game. And and when it came out, it just it had a bunch of bugs in it. Like, and, and and you know, initially, like I'm sure people when they played it, they were like, well, it's you know the first day. You know, there's going to be some bugs there. And but. It just, but it was like beyond like just regular bugs. These were like major like issues with the game. Uh, Nano, did you hear anything about the game? Yeah, like I remember watching the uh, promo trailer for it, um, and it looked really good, like the promotion trailer for it. But it wasn't actually gameplay. And from what the comment section of that from your trailer was saying, like they were all saying like this is an indie developer like there's no way that they've already made something like this already like no offense to indie developers out there but that's when people kind of like were hesitant about it and like whenever they started they finally like after three years showed like actual gameplay of their game it was nowhere near that quality and when it got closer to release time um, they started asking for volunteers. Like, that's why I don't get about paying off their debts. I'm like, who do you owe the money to? Like, volunteers made this game, and even making it, like, it was all mostly just assets. Like, it was things that they bought, which indie developers do use, even AAA developers use to cut time and costs. But they don't make an entire game out of just assets, and that's what these guys clearly did. And there's a, a Reddit post about it that dates back to about a year ago, is when it was when it was first purchased and it's clearly like within the past eight months maybe nine months like they slapped this game together and it wasn't like the big mmo game that they had promised it was an extraction shooter and a very terrible one at that and it just sucks because you know they lied for five years about developing this game when they really didn't have anything at all and there's the argument about them taking the money and running, but luckily Steam doesn't allow you to make a profit uh, until after 30 days of making of you know making money after the release of the game. 
So any money that they would have made, they still won't get paid by Valve or Steam. If anything, Valve will probably turn around and sue them for what they've done so far. Damn, it, man. Like, uh, it's, it's just, it's wild and crazy how, like, I've, well, I, I guess for me, like, I never really thought about video games as that being uh, maybe an industry where scamming can happen. Oh, yeah. um, and so, you know, I, I actually looked into it, and there's been multiple cases of, scam, or, of scamming happened. So, yeah, that, that was one. I mean, there was, mm-hmm. I, I did my research, and, and I found some. I'm trying, I'm trying to find some more, but there were some more, like, uh, especially crowd crowdfunding, like people say, or, or start Kickstarter. And, uh, you know, hey, hey, we're starting up this new campaign. Here's a little, like, 10-second video of what we have so far. And, you know, people get sold by it, and people, you know, donate to it. And then they would just end up closing up shop and and, t- and leaving, and keeping the money. I, I mean, it, it's it's not well. It, it is a lot. It's it's in the hundreds of thousands. Um, but, yeah. but from from my little knowledge of like game development, um, I don't think that's that's enough to actually get a game, uh, you know, fully published. But it's a good start. And uh, yeah. However, you know, you know, I mean, the, the more and more I watch YouTube, um, the more and more I'm seeing talented people out there who are able to create graphics or video games or, or just about anything that you see that requires a high budget, uh, yeah, a, a high budget to, to create, they're able to do with like, you know, basic stuff. Like I think I saw somebody recreate the explosion from Oppenheimer using basic, you know, tools and necessities that you find around the house. He, he just used lighting and, and, and his iPhone to, to recreate it. And it was, it was really good. And so, well, I guess, where I'm going with that is like I mean you can you can make something look really good for like you know a good ten seconds maybe even, maybe even a minute but you really need to see more um, more of it especially like if you're going to be investing in it and and maybe not even investing but just donating to uh, you know quote unquote publishing company that says they're going to create uh, some some video game um, now do you know of other I guess similar scams or similar video games that came out that promised so much but ended up bombing. Redfall was a big one. That that was even a Microsoft game too. And that came out this year. Like as far as like a scam game goes, I mean the War Z is a big one because that was supposed to be like Daisy. And then when it came time for the game to be released, like the same thing happened. Except with them, they released it on their own uh, website. So any money that they made, they actually did keep. It wasn't released on Steam. And that's why I was hesitant about these games. Well, I'm hesitant, like, whenever I see, like, new trailers. Like, I'm like, well, show me what you got. Otherwise, just keep it to yourself, man, because I'm not going to be excited about your game until you show me that you actually do have something. But I guess, like, to answer your question, I mean, Redfall is a big one. I mean, I guess technically Starfield might be one because it's still buggy today. But it's not yeah, as no. bad as Redfall. That, that, that is something that, I mean, I, I heard... I mean, uh, what would you say, Starfall or Starfield? Starfield and Redfall. Starfield, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, okay, okay. I just want to make sure I heard that correctly. But yeah, yeah, I, I you know, I was kind of hoping that James would be on here because um, I want to ask him. Cause I know he bought it. I know he talked. He talked highly of it. Um, but and I know I think James. I'm not James. My bad, Jermaine. I know you said you bought it. Yeah. Uh, but 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 you couldn't. You you couldn't get into it. Um, but. I don't know, like, I guess, like, well, I kind of want to know what happened to it, but uh, go, go back to what you said, and I'm like, yeah, like, uh, I just found a, the War war Z, right? Is, it, is yeah. that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, face uh, mm-hmm. criticism for making false claims about features in its promotional materials and on Steam. Very similar to the, the day before. 
Um, yep. And the controversy led to, to the game being removed from Steam temporarily, and the develop, developers later rebranded it as Infestation Survivor Stories. So, so they, I, I guess they did release it. They did release it, but as a different title or a different name. So that's, that's yeah. crazy. I mean, um, no offense you know, to... So I, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to... I was going to say, like, no offense to indie developers to me again, but this is why people tend to be hesitant for on indie developers and, like, donating towards their games because you just never know. Yeah, you know, and, and that sucks, especially for, you know, startup companies that are trying to do their own thing. You know, like, like, like I, I, I want to give them a chance, but, man, there's just so many people out there that just want to take advantage of the system. Like, I mean, unless it's a big company, you know, like Naughty Dog or, 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 Rock, or Rockstar, I mean, you know, because you know, all, all you need is a trailer or a teaser from them, and like you know, we know what you're going to be expecting from them, or even Nintendo. Like Nintendo can, they can put out anything, and and you know, you, you know, it's gold. Yeah. Um, but look, looking back in it, so like I did do research and I found two other games. I don't know if I don't know if you have ever heard of these. Uh, one's called The Stomping Land. Came out in 2014. Um, this one, uh, the game gained attention for its unique concept of dinosaur survival. And it raised a significant amount of money on Kickstarter. So this is what I was talking about, you know, using Kickstarter. However, development progress became stagnant, and the developer went silent. <laughs> the game was eventually removed from Steam, and backers were left without a finished product. So again, this is uh, one of those uh, examples that I mentioned where, like, you know, you donate to a Kickstarter to help s- some company create this awesome game. Because, like, I mean, it sounds pretty cool. Because I, I, I know there's some already. But I would love to play an open world dinosaur survivor game. I think I think that'd be pretty cool. You know, there's a, there's a bunch of zombies, there's a bunch of post apocalyptic uh, games, but it'd be cool to see like a like a dinosaur world, uh, uh, I guess invasion or or something. I don't know. I think that'd be cool uh, survivor thing. And then another one was called uh, Day One, Gary's Incident, uh, twenty thirteen. <laughs> uh, does that sound familiar to you, Nando? It does, yeah. So this one. Oh, well, yeah. Well, <laughs> I remember yes. that one. So, yeah. While not, while not a, uh, an early access title, this game faced backlash for dis- deceptive marketing. It was released on Steam with promises of survival gameplay, but players found a poorly made game with numerous issues. The developer faced criticism for its misleading, tra- misleading trailers and misrepresentation. And he got pissed too whenever oh. people call him out on it. They're like, "You just, you just expected too much," or, and some shit like that. But I'm like, "Man, you, you made a terrible game. That, that's what it came down to." <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and again, I mean, again, there's a bunch more. Again, I didn't know this was such a big thing, but I guess I just, I guess it, it just doesn't make the news because, I mean, people don't care about, I guess, the news on video games or like you know the behind the scenes, as, as much as like you know like. Hollywood videos or TV shows, but yeah. you know it's it's crazy because Jermaine, I think you brought it up. Uh, how like you know I'm I'm over here talking about how like it doesn't make doesn't make the news as much like Hollywood and TV series. Yet the gaming industry makes more money than both of them, and I think even the music industry combined, right? Yeah, I sent you a small clip. Hold on, it's uh. So revenue for gaming is 104 billion in 2022. 
and the number of gamers expected to grow to 3.6 billion by 2025. So they made 184 billion dollars just 2022 alone. And then they think gamers are going to grow up to 3.6 billion players. I mean, that alone right there is going to be way more money now. I mean, they're, yeah, see, they're making more than movies alone. To me, that's what it sounds like right there. See, and I guess like you know, the question comes to mind is like, well, I guess, why do you think that is? Why do you think there's more people gravitated to games than movies? Because, you know, a, a video game costs like, Maybe, you know, uh, if you're lucky, $50, but on a high end, $80, up, up to the hundreds if you're, you want to get the deluxe edition. Sonia, what do you think? Well, it, it, it definitely changed the way entertainment is from, let's say, 20 years ago. 20 years ago, you for can sure. go to the movies and, you know, I, I guess this, the prices for movies is pretty much the same, I feel. And, you know, everybody hears about this movie because it's all on the TV and stuff like that. And certain actors, right? Everybody goes and mm-hmm. watches the movie. But the video games, it was more, it wasn't as accepted as it is now, right? Like, everybody plays video games now. So, not that many people like to go out and watch movies anymore. Plus, uh, when you buy a video game, uh, you're like... You can you can do that thing over and over, right? You're sucked in that world for a long time. And uh, with movies, you watch it once and that's it. Plus, you don't really go out to watch movies anymore. You know, you're sitting on TV and it's all included with you know Netflix or you know all this other jazz. So, I guess the revenue isn't all that much because it's all going to freaking Netflix and they're making their own stuff. Or and go ahead. How's that work? Yeah, and you know what was crazy is how like you know like you you talk about celebrities and, and actors, you know that they, they're doing these movies for like millions of dollars per film, you know, and then you know that like somebody famous like uh, Kratos's voice actor, you know, he only got paid uh, Christopher Judge paid one million dollars to voice uh, the the Ragnarok God of War game, and you know a million dollars is not much. Uh, you know, I, I guess I'm, I'm comparing it. You know, a movie, you know, they can make, you know, a hundred million dollars, sometimes even a billion dollars. But a video game, I mean, that uh, one video game can make two, three billion dollars because of how much money that they make uh, in, in the industry. Like, I don't know, it's, it's, it's crazy. Nana, what do you think? It's like the increase of like the profits from gaming. Or like just yeah, uh, gaming versus versus, versus uh, uh, I guess Hollywood. I mean, it makes sense because it's like in Hollywood. I mean, even Oppenheimer is a three-hour movie, which is no such. That's a great movie. But with the video game, you know, on average, you're gonna play for you know three up towards to twelve hours, depending on the game, up to like you know eighty. Yeah, yeah. and, and microtransactions. Yeah, and just microtransactions on top of that, and. It just seems like what Tony was saying, you're engrossed into that world. Like, you don't have to sit and, like, print, like watch somebody else do these things for you. You're in the action. It's you being that character in that world. Yeah, like, like you're writing your own story. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you're I just... Feel like and, 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 I feel like people are more invested in video games, to be honest with you. Like, 
freaking Halo when it was in its big high time, right? All the Halo fans out there, how invested they were. You know, talk about all this other stuff. I don't think movies has that big of a following. Only a very few amount of movies have a following like that. Man, that's 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 such a great point right there. And you know, I guess speaking as far as hours put in, put into video games, I, uh, I'm sure you, maybe I heard about it, but did I hear about the, how the publishers or maybe it was the, the director of uh, Grand Theft Auto Six talking about that he wants to change the pricing on Grand Theft Auto, that he doesn't he doesn't think that it's worth seventy dollars, that he thinks that people should pay f uh, five dollars an hour. For their game, um, and and they what? want they wanted the the start the price at one twenty, I think, and and that's just for the standard game. That's not deluxe. It's not nothing. Nothing extra comes with it. It's just a standard game, one hundred and twenty dollars. How do you feel about that? Oh hell no, I didn't hear it. I haven't heard that yet. Y'all go ahead. No, I'm with Tonyo. Like that's way too much. I mean we. We ain't that rich. We don't make that kind of money to spend like $120 on a game. I mean, he's asking a lot considering they've only made one Grand Theft, Grand Theft Auto game in this past decade. Like, you you pretty much make your entire profit back within a week with Grand Theft Auto. For him to ask like that much money on top of that, like, nah. that's Something like that is never going to work. I mean, that's going to be empty wasteland in, like, a month's time, right? Like, after a month, nobody's going to be there anymore. Yeah, I mean, just needs to understand that, you know, not everybody's going to be buying the newest game, like, every time a new game is released. Like, some people like me buy maybe two or three games new a year. And I'm not going to be spending $120 on that. Yeah, if that. I, I got I to gotta see other people play, too. Yeah, I'm not doing that by immediately anymore, unless it's, like, something really, really special. Yeah, because then you'll be stuck, like, with Redfall. Like, everyone bought that game day one and immediately regretted it. Yeah, so, so I, I know um, he, he said... Uh, I can't, again, I'm, try, I'm trying to look it up. I can't find it right now. But I know he said that, uh, or at least the reason behind it was that, like, he felt he feels like they spent... A lot of time, and, and, and that the quality of the game is worth more than the $60, $70 uh, price tag. And that uh, if, if not the 120 then he, he wants to charge, like I think, like $5 per hour that you play the game. Um, and I, th I think, I think uh, and, and of course, I think they said, like, the game by itself, uh, like, like if, if you were to beat it, like, just, just going through it uh, would be about... About more than thirty, maybe forty hours. So I, I guess if you if you were to multiply that, um, it would, it would I guess it would come out to around that range, probably cheaper. But I don't, I don't know. That just seems too expensive. And like yeah, when I first heard that, I was like, oh man, nah. Uh, I I, I can wait. <laughs> or maybe when it comes on eBay or or something like that. Like uh, no, like uh, I I think it can wait for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I get they're spending, like, them in particular, Rockstar Games, like, they're spending hundreds of millions of dollars on developing the game and promotion. I get that. But again, they make their money back just selling the game at $60, just fine. And, I mean, does that mean, like, other games that are short, like, four-hour campaign games are going to be, like, 20 bucks now? Hey, you know what? That, that's, a, that's a good good argument there, yeah. 
Um, uh, again, like I, I know what he's saying, uh, and again, like Rockstar has been coming out with awesome games. Red Dead Redemption Two was amazing, um, and and I'm expecting, you know, Grand Theft Auto Six since you know it's been, you know, years since the Red Dead Redemption game that the quality is going to be the same, if not better, especially now that this new game will be coming out on the next gen uh, consoles. So I'm sure the quality is going to be fantastic. I'm sure the stories are going to be great. Um, I, I saw where they uh, compared the script from Grand Theft Auto San Andreas versus Grand Theft Auto 5. And it, it was basically like, uh, like a one book versus like 20 books stacked on, on the script and the stories that were, that were in that. And so I was, I'm expecting, you know, Grand Theft Auto 6 to be probably more, more than that. Um. But but you bring up a good point. Like, but if if it's gonna be uh at that high, so then are other games that are, you know, not of that quality gonna be cheaper com- coming out? You know, like you know, Street Fighter Six. You know, it's it's a fighting game or Mortal Kombat. Those are fighting games. Like, so should those those games drop prices to twenty dollars, thirty dollars? I don't know. I don't know. Like, I can definitely see a collapse. In profit and gaming, if something like that would ever happen, yeah. And so I don't know. Like, I, if 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 that that were true, and if that's gonna be like the thing, uh, and in the future, I don't know if you know if I want to buy the game because that the, yeah, that's getting too high. I mean, seventy dollar games are already high enough. I mean, I'm I'm, at, I'm having to decide, like, uh, do I need to, uh. Get this game or wait until the price comes down. I mean, it's just getting to a point to where like I'm starting. I'm gonna have to start using uh, a credit card or put it on layaway so I can make payments on it to to play a video game now. And you know, and I'm and I'm sure you know, especially with inflation and everyone else out there in the world trying to decide, you know, what, what to buy. You know, people still need that like that that me time, I guess. You know, because sometimes you want to get away from the world, and I do, I do feel like video games. It's a great way to kind of like get your mind off of reality and kind of just kind of like, I mean, exactly what we were talking about earlier. Don't you know, you mentioned it. You're invested in this world. You're invested in this story that you're creating. And, you know, it just kind of takes you away from, from reality for a little bit. Just to, you know, have fun. You know, like that childlike feeling that we used to have when we were younger. And speaking of having fun, it looks like someone's joining us now. Oh, what's up, James? James is here now. What's up, James? What's up, everybody? Hey, James. So earlier we were talking about uh, games that were like, I guess, and but kind of fell flat uh, as far as uh, perform not performance, but uh, I guess the delivering. And one of the games that came to mind was uh, Starfield. And I, I I remember when it came out, a lot of people were talking about it. I, I know you. Spoke highly of it, but I haven't heard much about it. And surprise, I don't even think it was nominated for Game of the Year neither. I guess like it wasn't nominated happened? for nothing. <laughs> yeah, so like I, I guess what what happened to it? Well, it happened. <laughs> <laughs> Bethesda happened. That's what happened. But uh, you know what? You know what? It, it can't be worse than Redfall. 
Yeah. <laughs> I told you, man. Their surface was bad. Been been red red <laughs> that's. I think that's the new. Uh, I think that's the new uh, standard of. Uh, of AAA yeah, gaming. we had a bumpy launch, but we weren't Redfall. Yeah, I mean, my yeah, yeah, main my main issue with Star Starfield is that. They're still using that same old game engine from like Fallout, uh, yeah, Fallout Three or Oblivion. Really, it's the same engine that they keep updating on, and mm. they just slapped a number two at the end of it and called it Creation Two engine now. Mm. But when programmers took it apart and like like looked at the coding, they're like, no, these this is the exact same fucking engine. This is the next gen. This is the same old engine, but it's on a newer system. And it runs horribly. I mean, if it doesn't run at 60 FPS, it's not next gen. Like it does on PC, but that's different. PC is on its own little league, its own so pedestal. PC, yeah, PC looks at us console peasants and be like, oh, you're an eight on you. 60 <laughs> FPS. I'm at 240, bitches. <laughs> I'm going to make your eyes bleed. <laughs> Am I right, Jermaine? My brain can't even <laughs> comprehend that. Are you a fucking eagle? We were going to turn you into an eagle. PC <laughs> gaming. Man, Jamil was on Fortnite going at 400 FPS on that game. Nah. Uh, I got one. <laughs> you're in an active war zone? Come to PC. Uh, no. Yeah. Warzone, then all that gotten ruined with the whole skill-based matchmaking shit. I played, man, roughly four games. First one was good. Last three, I kept backing out because sweat's everywhere. Dang, uh, like that's, yeah. I've read about that. Like that's like a technique, or I guess like a thing you can do is jump in a game, back out, jump in a game, back out, jump into a third game. That might be a good one, but you might need to back out again. But that fourth game yeah. is where your level should be at, or yeah. you'll have fun. No, my first game was good. It was fun. I enjoyed it. You know, I did pretty good. I got like seven kills. You know, I think we good. came in like, I think we came in like third place, and so I'm like, I right, you know I'll run with these guys again, and uh, because I was running with randoms, we jumped into the second game. No nah, hell no, we <laughs> freaking violated quick. I almost had a follow report. They're Whoa. hacking. Yeah, it was no. Nah. I'm like, nah, I got out. I'm like, nah, I'm done. I'm going back to zombies and multiplayer. Hell, I go to Fortnite. It's a lot better. Yeah. It's just, it's just how they program the skill-based matchmaking. Like, it's supposed to keep everyone on the even playing field, even newer players. But I'm like, that's... I mean, yeah. we've all played Call of Duty back in the early days, and it was never like that. Mm-mm. No, they... Uh, it's like they cranked it up. And, yeah, no, like, it's... The better you do the worse you get rewarded you know it's like you get punished for doing amazing yeah even if, like even if you pop off one game you know you might be like a casual player like we are and do amazing one game you're gonna get punished horribly so there's no incentive to try and get better at that game it really isn't it sucks yeah yes it does so then, well, what's the solution to that then? Uh, yeah. Honestly, I'd, I would say, you know, turn it down or get rid of it. Try to go back to like what it was back when we yeah. were originally playing. 
Yeah, because so back then it was tied to uh, your internet connection or whatever lobby you get connected to in first, which was, I think it started by Halo 2, I think. Like, that's how it always was. And yeah, like, it'll split you uh, into two teams. Like, if someone got, you know, X amount of kills, they'll put someone who's just joined, joined the lobby with them, and they'll split the teams evenly that way. Yeah, they even randomized that, remember? Because we would know, just because one team would do way better whenever they went back to the lobby, it would switch players around to yeah. try and I make it even, you know, an even game. Exactly. Right, with, with the same players. Yeah, it was funny. I saw a TikTok that kind of, kind of was making fun of that whole matchmaking uh, uh, stuff. Uh, it was this guy. He was playing Call of Duty. He got kicked from the server, and uh, he called Activision. They're like, "Oh, you're just too good. So we're gonna, so we're gonna put you in a, 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 a instead of being in a lobby with a bunch of noobs, we're gonna put you in with Fast Clan." <laughs> Makes and was, sense. And he was getting wrecked. <laughs> hey, but I work a nine to five job. <laughs> You know, so 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 I, I guess I, I initially I I liked the the system like how how they uh, paired you with the people at your same level, but it 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 does like get I guess some uh, not as fun anymore because at least you know whenever you put in with other random people you know just just randoms because by random I mean like people that are good at your level and the people who are not as good as good with you with your level because. Um, like I do, I do feel like it did help you build yourself up more and and play more and made it more fun. And and so when you win the game, yeah, you won the game. Uh, but but now I guess when I when I liked it, I liked it because when you won, you won because you're better than everyone. Uh, but but I I do see like you know eventually like you know you start losing a lot because you start you do get, start getting paired up with people who play this like hours, like a lot of time. And you know sometimes I, I get off of work, I just want to play a game. And I get in there and I get wrecked, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. man, I don't want to play this no more. And then you know, yeah, yeah. And and, and Fortnite, I don't know what it's about Fortnite. I think I, for me, I, I think it really is the characters. I think the characters are really cool, uh, especially they come up with new characters and the new dance moves, new personas that they have or da- or uh, a gear that you're able to personalize on them. And and they have a lot a lot more characters that people want, or at least me speak for myself that that, that I want. You know, and then you got, you know, Call of Duty over there. They're releasing, you know, characters like, you know, NBA players or celebrities. Nicki Minaj. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, you know, how about, you know, some like like in Fortnite? I mean, they just released Ninja Turtles. I got them. You know? I got one and, of them. Uh, you, you, got, you got all of them? I got one of them. I got, only got Michelangelo so far. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, oh man, and uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. That thing is pretty cool, and especially like, uh, well, for for me, and I, I think Nando, you you you've read it too. You know, we well, me and Nando, we grew up watching Ninja Turtles. I'm sure, I'm sure I have too. Saturday, Saturday morning cartoons, Teeny Mutant Ninja Turtles, uh, Heroes in a Half Shell, all that jazz. And uh, and you know, uh, recently we finished uh, reading, and I actually read it again, um, the the last Ronin. And uh, man, it's it's so good, and and I'm. Pretty sure I don't know if y'all know, but they announced they're gonna release a Last Ronin video game, and I don't know if it's a PlayStation exclusive, but I, I remember seeing a PlayStation commercial. It's multi-platform. When is Even the release date? Oh, uh, I don't know when it's gonna come out, but you know. Yeah, yeah, it's I, not I release date yet. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's just like a a teaser. 
Okay, so you think you're going to stick to the story? You kind of have to, right? It's called The Last Ronin. It'll probably be an adaption of some kind, yeah. Well, it's not too long yeah. of a graphic novel. I mean, you can sit through and read it within an hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, 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 or I mean, if you want to, if you want, I mean, it's, it's available, like, on, uh, yeah, I'm sure on YouTube and, and some other uh, apps and that, you know, that, I mean, they'll just read it to you. I don't know. I don't know if you can actually see the pictures and stuff. I'd rather just get it myself and just read it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got the hardback. Speaking, well, speaking of which, I, I, I still want to buy all of the Invincible comics. So I'm, I'm really invested in that in that show, and, and uh, I want to buy the comics for that too. Great series. Yeah. Yes, it is. And I guess with that, with that, uh, you know, coming up is Christmas. And uh, I guess, guys, do y'all have any plans for uh, this Christmas, Jermaine? Okay, there he goes. No, I don't really have anything planned. I mean, aside from, you know, just being bored because it would be the first one without my kid. You know, I hate to sound like a broken record here, but, you know, trying to get used to this. No, I well, feel you, brother. I mean, if you want me, you're welcome to take a drive down here. And you know, come down here if you want. Uh, I might have to take you up on that one, because <laughs> uh, yeah, I should be. I think yeah, this is my last week at my part-time job, so I'll be hmm. back at one job, trying to give me some rest again. Or you feel like globetrotting? Come on up here to Colorado, man. I'll buy you a beer. I don't know if I can do that 13-hour drive again. <laughs> I, did I, I did it once, and I don't think I want to do it ever again. Well, I did it from from here, from from uh, San Antonio, and and it took me, I think, 15 hours from down here. Yeah, yeah, yeah like uh, two hours on top of that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, what do you mean? Well, the offers there. You're welcome to come over here if you want. Uh, James, what are you doing for Christmas? Well, uh, honestly, I'm going to try to make the best of it this year. It's kind of a bittersweet uh, uh, holiday season. Uh, first one without my mom. Uh, mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I'm going to make the best of it. I actually uh, went and bought Uno Attack. Oh, nice. So we're, it's going to be some fun this uh, this holiday season, uh, making people mad with Uno. Hmm. <laughs> what the heck is Uno Attack? Uno attack is a little thing. It's a it's a little square thing. You put the Uno cards in there, and what you do is is of course everyone gets a hand, and uh, you play it just like regular regular Uno. But you know where you're like you have like the, it's like the draw twos. Yeah. The draw twos and the draw fours and stuff of like that. You have to push the button on the uh, it's on the device, and if you hit it, it'll shoot cards at you if if it chooses you, which will oh. add to your deck. Oh shit! <laughs> and and that thing will spit at you like blah. You may have like one card and you want it with ten. <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> and we play by the regular rules, man. Where like where where you can stack that shit up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uno, that may not be the how you're supposed to play it. That's how we play it. That's I know. Right. Back in the day, like we used to be uh, like <laughs> by the end of it, we'd have like draw ten. <laughs> push that button like ten <laughs> times. Nice. Have like a fan on there. Nice. Uh, and I know what you do for Christmas. I don't know what you got. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. What you, know, you got, baby? I, get, I, I guess you're all over here. Yeah. Oh well, well for sure. Well, uh, I, well, I have the fire pit ready, so maybe we can have fire. Yeah, I was actually, I was actually thinking about uh, barbecue. Yeah, we could do that too. But I should bring out well, those TVs out there while you have that fire pit out there. And put some Fortnite outside. Man, I'll help. I'll help you with that eighty inch you got, Rico. Or eighty five, right? Eighty six, baby. Damn, big dick, so Rico. Wall? <laughs> yeah. It's about Screw the fire pit. Just put that outside. The, the the warmth of the TV will keep you warm. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, it it is an amazing TV. I love it. Uh, and you know, I, I was debating between this or the VR. I'm I'm still gonna get the PlayStation VR. Just it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a bit. But the TV is amazing. I, th- I think the family's enjoying it. I mean, we're we're literally looking like a like 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 a movie theater. Um, it so. Is. Definitely awesome. Uh, oh yeah, but I guess that's the other thing we can do. You can watch a movie on it. Um, but yeah, we, I mean, we can go outside. I got the, I got the playground in the back for the kids to play on. Uh, basically, an entire forest back there. Yo, Jensen loves the forest back there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I know good good times. And I think yeah, yeah, Tonya's gonna come over too, right, Tonya? Yeah. I work yeah, on so Christmas. Time. I work on Christmas. I work at a hospital. But when I'm done, I'll be right back over there, okay? Yeah. Uh, Christmas Day or Christmas Eve? Christmas Day. Okay, no, it should be good. Well, y'all drink a beer for me while y'all down there, okay? Yeah, yeah. Noted. Oh, I, 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 I will, yes, for sure. And then, yeah, Jermaine, you're welcome to come over here. And, and James, I guess, you know, if you, want, if you want to make the flight or drive all the way down here, <laughs> here. Nah, bro, we're going to have a white Christmas up here this year, so uh, oh. I'm going to be enjoying it, because I'm going to you guys some fire in the wood, in the, oh, in yeah. in the uh, fireplace. Nice. Is it already? Not yet. It's po- not yet. We're, we're supposed to get some some this weekend, but uh, we're supposed to have a white Christmas. See, that's always nice. magical. Yeah, and then I have like a week off from work, <laughs> so it's going to be awesome. Even better. Nice, nice. So, uh, kind of, uh, I know, uh, you know, like, I know we're all excited for the holidays, but I know there's a company that's gonna gonna have a really bad holiday. Sony and Insomniac uh, didn't make their, 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 their didn't make some hackers' demands, so the ransomware went into effect and released a bunch of documents uh, that, from from Insomniac Games. Apparently, like Ratchet and Clank, uh, a, a rift apart, uh, underperformed. Um, Wolverine's not due out until probably 2025. That makes uh, sense. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, this this hasn't been been officially released. Apparently, Insomniac Games and Sony, or no, well, no, sorry, it was Sony, I think it is, has the exclusive rights to the X Men games from till 2035. So for like almost. 11 years? <laughs> Damn. Damn. Yeah, uh, apparently their contract expires uh, uh, December 31st of uh, 2035. They can and, always uh, renew that, right? Huh? They can always renew it later. Oh, yeah, of course. But apparently, pretty much uh, the con- uh, pretty much the agreement is is that uh, uh, that 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 pretty much no one can uh, use like the X-Men uh in like as a uh 
what was the term they used as a like as a as a marketing strategy kind of like a like like you can play as Wolverine on Xbox um for like Marvel Ultimate Alliance or something like that uh well, they can't do that with any uh, with any of the X-Men characters for for now uh, since they own the rights to them I'm like okay <laughs> damn uh yeah so uh yeah uh it's it it really hurt Insomniac uh, a lot apparently cuz uh they released a lot of their their secret pipeline stuff. Um, some other internal documents were released. Like, ouch! Well, these hackers—they were asking for oh my god, what was it like? I forget how much they were asking in Bitcoin, but it was like, you know, how that adds up to like astronomical amounts of money. It was like four hundred million, I think it was. Yeah, that's but we much. don't negotiate with terrorists. <laughs> that's right. I mean, I guess that's well, how it dang. is nowadays, isn't it? Yeah. Well, apparently, if you want to know what Insomniac Games is going to be working on for the next, like, decade, well, go check out the documents. You can check them out online. Yeah, that's kind of self-explanatory, too. Of course, they're going to do Ratchet and & Clank and more X-Men. Like, especially with the success of Spider-Man 2. They didn't win anything well, in any Game Awards so far. But Well, well, well what makes me mad is when they uh, that one of the documents said that Ratchet & Clank underperformed it underperformed in 2020 when it was so hard to get a PS5 and during a pandemic. Apparently, it only made 2.2 uh, $2. either it made 2.2 million or it sold 2.2 million. Uh, but the budget for it was like 81 million. And apparently, right. it underperformed. I do that in air quotes. Oh, well, well dang. Yeah, so I was like, I, I guess that means Ratchet and Clank is done. <laughs> I think for now, I think the market for it isn't there. So it makes sense to move on to X-Men or another Spider-Man game. Well, well like good. I said, I mean, I mean, I mean, they should have held off on that Ratchet and Clank game until more and more units were able to be put in people's hands. Because like, they, the game was like, what was it, a launch title or was it a semi-launch title? It came out r- roughly after launch of the PS5. And I can like launch I said, with it. It was so hard to find a PS5 at that point in time. So yeah, so like eight people in the world had one at one time. So yeah, yeah. it's gonna underperform. Yeah, I guess that just shows like the miscommunication between, I guess, the people that are actually pulling the levers here, which is the yeah. corporate Sony. part of it. Yeah. yeah, well, Sony's Sony, you know, don't get me wrong. Sony's had the uh, has made some bonehead decisions over the last year and a half. So, I mean, it is what it is. No, not as bad as E three. No, oh god. <laughs> oh, too soon, too soon. Yeah, but I, th- I think that was. I feel like was starting to become inevitable for them uh, since they couldn't really get everybody organized anymore. Yeah. And I think the pandemic really put the thing. Yeah, I think the pandemic really put the put the uh the sh- <laughs> the bullet in the head of E3. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I think, I think it really pushed the other other companies to to do it cuz I think PlayStation maybe was the first one to start doing it on their own. And then yeah, yeah uh, COVID happened. Oh, Nintendo was the first one? Yeah, I think 2014. Then, uh, okay, yeah, then that makes sense because eventually, like, yeah, others going to pull away, you know, and then if when you do it online, you're saving money on venues and 
options mm. and costs, you know. So, yeah, I I don't know. I I, think sh- I don't know. I don't know what they could have done to to bring them together. Hope maybe one day they'll do it again, like an anniversary or something. I don't know. I will miss. <laughs> it's, it's like there's one thing uh, E3 I will miss of old, not of recent E3s, but of like old E3s is the spectacle they used to do. They used to go like all out, like full on spectacle and it was awesome. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like bring out the rock and all that stuff. Oh god, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was awful. <laughs> I think what really just killed it like over the years is one, the rise of social media. Like all these other platforms that are doing it now. Yeah. Two, Nintendo, then Sony, and then Microsoft doing their own show because they didn't want to stick. To, like Nintendo was the first one saying they didn't want to stick to their schedule because they hated it. And then Sony, they were always and like, Microsoft they were always like early in the morning. Like yeah. they were like the, like the, the second or third day, like early, early in the morning, where like yep. Sony and Xbox had not the evening. Mm-hmm. And they just they didn't like that. They want to have their own time that they want mm-hmm. to do their show, like just do their show that they want to do it Mm -hmm. and two like it became i mean it was always a corporate show it was never a show for the fans for the audience for the consumer because they didn't open to the public until 2017 and then by then it's already you know it's already too late by that point because again Mm -hmm. with the rise of social media everyone already knows Mm -hmm. and And yeah it's it's why like community events like the PAX shows like PAX East, PAX West, and South, like those are far more successful because those are by the community for the community, like they're open to the public. And they don't have Which, what E three was started doing really really badly was was having like actors or like those really really cringy like like uh, presenters. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah. <laughs> Or like, uh, like they were just having some really bad decisions. Like, like I don't care that you know. Don't get me wrong, I love Keanu Reeves, but was it necessary for him to be there? <laughs> he was in the game. I know, but still, <laughs> it's really yeah. E3's, uh, E3's cringy presenters and and stuff of like that. Is what the Game Awards is doing now, which just makes it hard to watch. Oh, I think I think the celebrities kind of bring more people to to watch it. I guess because uh, I I know those issues with the Game Awards. I think uh, people were complaining about how they gave more time to the celebrity presenters than the actual you know people who were there, the the gamers, the yeah, the publishers and stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, you know, I, I, I get that, but, like, people recognize, you know, especially people who don't, or not into video games, they recognize these celebrities who play video games. Uh, and so, I mean, I, I, I do see the arguments on, on both sides. I see the marketing side on both sides. Um, but, you know, they, I mean, they sell. They, they bring people, people out. I mean, yeah, like, you know, you know, I know you like, like the rocks a bunch of people. I like the rock, he's a lovable guy. I mean, even even what years later, I think they ended up giving him like a free Xbox, one of the first Xbox series, since he was the first one to help promote Xbox when it first came out. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, 
And then uh, and then Keanu. I mean, everybody loves Keanu. I mean, that guy is there. I mean, if, if when I think of cyberpunk, I think of Keanu Reeves. <laughs> like like to be honest, like I don't know what the main character is, who the main character mm-hmm. is. But when I think of cyberpunk, I think of Keanu Reeves. And recently, uh, Idris Alba, because I think I think I think he made an appearance on that too recently on a DLC or or an extra. Yeah, it was DLC. Yeah, which by the way, I need to get that game too. That game that game looks cool. Like I, oh, yeah. I, I need to get it. Yeah, the game is is in a lot better shape than it was uh, when it first launched. It works now. Yeah, it won't melt your eyes. <laughs> Jermaine, what do what do you think about celebrities being in video games or participating in the game awards? Uh, I don't know. I'm not hyped over them. No participating in the game awards. But no, yeah, I do enjoy them being in. Certain games, certain style of games, you know what I mean? Like, we have the a few that were in Call of Duty and then some that are in other types of game that actually make sense. Like, you can't just throw certain ones just because he's popular into a certain type of game that, you know, some people, he kind of, the characters doesn't fit into, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I yeah. understand, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah. yeah that's a prime but, example right there. <laughs> Yeah, not too, not too big on the, uh, on the them participating in the, you know, awards or you no know, stuff like that. But the game part, yeah, I'm down for that. Well, because you can tell, like, who really wants to be there and who, and you can tell was shoehorned into it, <laughs> by their demeanor and and how they're reading the prompter. Because my God, some of these people reading the prompter, I'm like, it's like, um. You you could you, like you don't have to force it. Just have some fun with it. Because <laughs> I know that was a there was a couple of presenters. Uh, it's like I was talking to Jose about this before. Uh, one of the pregame, uh, uh, it's like inside the game of the awards, uh, uh, pre-show. Uh, they had uh, I forgot who it was that was hosting it, but she said this joke that was she was like our age, maybe a little younger, but the joke she said was definitely written by someone who was older than she was. Uh, because I think the joke was like, oh, you kids and your internets. And so I was like, you're like our age. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but I can't wait for an Adam Sandler action game. <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm in a position right it's here, joke. right here right now, that next year we fired Jeff Keeley. And the Unsung Gamers host the Game Awards. I think that'd be a better idea. Oh, preacher! So, how do you think that they were with the selected the selection of the 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 winners? How, what do y'all think? I mean, I feel like what we did was pretty good. But hey, you know, I didn't play a lot of those games at the end. I I I played some of those games, and I know that, like the the nominees for Game of the Year. It was a pretty good list. I'm not gonna lie, it was it was. I I honestly, for the first year, I was like, oh, who is going to win this one? I know Mario Wonder wasn't going to win it, but it was nice seeing it nominated. <laughs> yeah, I think, oh, yeah, I think if they get nominated, it's more like they're going to win a game award somewhere. Like, maybe not at this game show award, but somewhere. Like, I know Spider-Man 2 went one game of the year for IGN, and, and the people, uh, the readers of IGN voted uh, Spider-Man 2 
Mm-hmm. Game, 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 IGN itself voted and... Tears of the Kingdom, though. That's what's funny. The, the readers wanted Spider Man 2. The, comp- the, the actual website voted, voted Tears of the Kingdom. I was like, whoa, wait up, go, wait up, buck against your community. Uh oh, split, split decision. <laughs> but, but I have heard like other people uh, say who played Spider Man 2, they would put that as their, or they thought that it, it should have been, it should have won. Um, I've seen YouTubers. I've seen celebrities. I forgot. I don't know how to say his name. That the guy who's playing Willy Wonka in the new movie coming out. He he said he played Spider Man Two and that he felt like that that should have won Game of the Year. Oh, what's his name? Oh God, I don't know what his name Timothy is. Chimele. Yeah, him. There you go, Nando. Hey guys, or, which uh, I didn't know he was. Sorry, he was modded, Interstellar. Modded controller three sixty. That's his YouTube channel yeah. or his old one. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, like when whenever they brought him onto the stage, that's what they called him. And then oh, when he showed right. up, it was Timothy Chamberlain. <laughs> I was like, oh, holy shit! Yeah. Whoa. Oh, that's who that was. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. I was like, oh, okay. Well, it threw me off of who that was. Hmm. That's that's not the same guy that played Flash. Nah. Hell no. No, uh, no Flash is played by Ezra Miller. Okay. <laughs> hey, anyway. I was like, there goes the Flash. <laughs> I don't know, but my boy said Mario won Game of the Year until they, until we we beat Spider Man two, and then they said Spider Man two won Game of the Year. <laughs> and... Yeah, I knew Baldur's Gate was gonna win, like right when it released. It's like, yeah, that game's gonna win Game of the Year, just like Elden yes, Ring when I, it. I want to play it. Game over. Mm. I mean, Elden Ring. I mean, just because. I mean. I oh well, and then that game I got only because it was the most anticipated game of the year, like the year prior, and I never heard of it. And then like you know I had to I had to get it, and then yeah it was it was amazing. I loved it. And then this is after playing God of War, and it was re- very tough because like it was them two for the win. Yeah, they were I mean, clean. For me, like, like last I said, year. It was, it was very like like tight, like it was very tight. But I still gave it to Elder Elden Ring. I mean, I still think God of War could could have won it too. But I mean, if I had to decide between them two, it would have been Elden Ring, just because the story was amazing, the gameplay was awesome. I don't know. It was it was just it was beautiful, beautifully made. And, and I think and what the I next think... year's. Oh, go ahead. Uh, so I also on that, I think another thing that why why it's the you know de facto game of the year last year is because it was released early in the year and kept that momentum the whole time yep i'm gonna go ahead and call it right here call of duty 2024 is gonna be game of the year just saying right now you better quit (laughs) automatic nomination right you heard it here first folks right here call of duty 2024 can take place in Civil oh, War, Revolutionary Times. Don't care. It's gonna win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just I'm glad like indie developer won this year. I agree. Like, yeah, Larian Games, the people who made Baldur's Gate, they're indie developer. Oh, good. That's, that's good. Yeah, they show that's the AAA awesome. Studios how to do it. They got pissed at them too. They're like, "How dare you make a complete game?" No <laughs> DLC. Yeah, like there's just I, I mean I wouldn't say a lot of criticism, but there was criticism from AAA developers about Larian Games making their game like complete, ready to go. How are you gonna make money? How are you gonna get people to come back? 
What kind of backwards thinking is that? The main thing was uh, don't expect our games to be like this is most of their statements. I'm like, okay, well, at least you're honest about it. My God. You aware know how much money yeah. you're losing out on and not charging for extra swords? <laughs> yeah, right. They made it for the gamers. It was for the gamers. Especially D&D gamers. Yeah, which which is one of the reasons why I want to get it because like I'm I, I really want to get into that. So I'm I'm gonna get it again, not right now. Sometime in the future, maybe when the price drops a little bit, I'll get it. Quit speaking of price oh, drops. Sorry. Um, hope you guys. Um, well, unfortunately, by the time this podcast comes out, um, you guys, the the big the big uh holiday sales will be over with PlayStation and Xbox, but. Hopefully, when things come back, when this hits, there'll be another sale for the for the start of the new year stuff. So maybe you might get some games there. Yeah, maybe we'll see. I mean, there's always sales, so we'll see. Oh yeah, like I just recently picked up a Resident Evil uh, uh, Three Remake and Resident Evil Six for about ten bucks each. Uh, well, sorry, for about a total about ten bucks. Nice, nice. Oh, well, nice. That, you know, it's just, uh, uh, you know, Christmas coming up. Hopefully, some folks can get some uh, good deals coming up, or get some games that they want for Christmas, or systems, or TV that they might want. There's um, like an 85 inch one where you don't need the VR. You just step through the TV, and you're there in the real world. You're in the new world. If, if it feels like I'm actually there, I don't need VR no more. <laughs> just stand in front of that TV. Yeah. You don't got a TV. You got a Stargate. <laughs> <laughs> I swear that thing is is bigger than me. It is. We we measured it. <laughs> Yo, yeah, yeah. It's, it's bigger than me. It's as big as two tonios. I gotta I gotta turn my whole head to see left and right of the screen. All right. I I, I think I think uh, we're just gonna just end it, like just 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 to end it. No, like outros. Just 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 to end it. Just be like, you know, th- thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on the on the next one. We're the Unsung Gamers, saving the world one game at a time. Bye. 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 Bye.